Hello, I'm Lydia. And I'm Chris. Welcome to Coffee Rise and Questions. This podcast features stories from the people we got to know while traveling. Because everyone has a story to tell. All right, welcome to our official first episode. I'm Chris. And I'm Lydia. Yay! Yay, finally. <laughs> If you heard our episode zero, uh, you know uh, what you're in, um, what you're in for. We, Lydia and I, we are traveling the world. We are meeting people and we conduct interviews with them. Hopefully uh, exciting and interesting ones. <laughs> what do you think about our first guest, Lydia? I was very nervous and excited about our first interview because we tried out like the whole podcast equipment for the f not the first time, but it was like um, it went serious. Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, suddenly, we actually uh, met someone that we want to interview, and his name is uh, Shogo from Gojo, and <laughs> from Japan. <laughs> from Japan. <laughs> And we met him, he was uh, basically our guest house owner, and we met him, um, yeah, once we arrived um, in Gojo, and I think what was, like, when we first met him, what was interesting about him for me, that he, um, yeah, his mother is Australian, his father is Japanese, so he has two different backgrounds culturally. And, um, yeah, I think it's a nice guest to actually share some insights about the Japanese culture while also having knowledge about, I don't know, like a different culture and, so to speak, like um, grew up with two different backgrounds. No, and no. Um, because, I don't know, when J Japan is very different... Um, I mean, everybody talks about, oh, Jap Japan is so different, it's so different, but it, it actually is. And I think there's some secrets to like how people behave and react and what we could never really understand. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff isn't like really visible as well. You know, how people tend to react to things because if like someone from Japan is kind of annoyed with you or is angry with you, there's not a good chance you will like really like experience that and see yeah. that um and yeah that's definitely something we will learn from uh, shogo mm, all these uh, subtleties <laughs> I say that. but um also we talk about uh, a bit about like the japanese religion um buddhism for once and uh, shinto Because, like, just a couple of days before, we've been in Koyasan, which is one of the biggest... I think it's the biggest cemetery in Japan. Mm -hmm. And also one with, like, the biggest religious meaning, so to say. Um, he actually knows a lot of, about that stuff as well. Yeah, he will He will talk about that. Um, and, yeah, about the whole setup. So we were recording in the guest house. Um And it might be some disturbances in the background, so please, uh, like, we apologize for that because it was our first time, like, recording. And also, yeah. there were like some handymen uh, coming in and out, so yeah. uh, we didn't have like a different time to record it. And Shogo's and wife, sorry, yeah, yeah, and and cicadas, cicadas. Like, these really huge, uh, uh, annoyingly loud bugs you have like in every tree in Japan. They were also uh, in the vicinity. Also be in the interview. Back to Japan. I mean, it's it has been some time now. Uh, we recording 
this intro here a couple of weeks later after one month of Japan. What was uh, what was your experience like? I mean, I know it's, it was positive, but what kind of fascinate, fascinated you about Japan? Actually, yeah, the people and um, that everything is so different. Everything has an order that you don't really understand, but you see there is an order and there's like a logic to it, like how people sit in the subway and don't look at each other or like line up or queue up to get into the train. Um, there's like a huge system about everything that you do publicly or not publicly. And um, that was actually, I think most fascinating but also there's a baby in the background <laughs> also the nature um yeah the nature that we got to experience while like uh, tracking yeah i think uh, i found it i found it like very mysterious in a way because mm -hmm. you have like like i said before you have um you have these shinto shrines everywhere and like the both of us we we visited also like a lot of uh shrines temples And everything is a bit like one would assume Japanese. It's a bit cliche in a way, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, uh, you have like the, I don't know, you have like the, this really heavy food culture. You have like anime and manga that's very, very, um, yeah. Um, it's, it's like you can see it everywhere. And not only in, in like the so-called anime districts in Tokyo, um, like this whole culture is like very in, a bit in your face. Mm. But especially when you're not from, from Japan, but from, from, from the West. So everyone who of, like, of the listeners grew up with like the, the afternoon TV program anime series, like a lot of us <laughs> did. Maybe you, if you go to Japan, you will feel like it's, it's a bit like coming home regarding that. You know, like this whole, this, this Japanese spirit, how culture works and how it functions, kind of what you said. If you experienced that through uh, media before, um, you would definitely have some points while traveling where I see, where I think, oh, okay, I, I knew that. I knew that they were doing this, whatever that may be. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we should let Shogo t uh, tell us more about it, I think. And um, if you, uh, after this episode, or if you want to, want to know more about uh, Shogo's guest house, we will leave a link in the show notes. True. Um, okay, then, um, yeah, on, the only thing we can say is enjoy our first episode with Shogo Raymond Ida from Gojo in the Nara Prefecture in Japan. Thank you very much. Bye. And now? Yes, yeah. that's better. Eins, zwei, drei. Eins, zwei, drei. You can speak German a bit. Ein Did you have German in, in school? Or? No, I was in Berlin for uh, ah, cool. six months. Just playing around. What size? We're actually uh, from Berlin. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I uh, bring back memories. It was a very good time. It was definitely one of the best time of my life. It was before I came back to Japan. Mm. Okay. Um, I lived in... I've always been living in both countries, so Japan and Australia. Okay. So my mother's Australian. My father's Japanese. He was born in this house. This was his house. So he... Okay. You know, the midwife, you know the word midwife? Yeah. Yes. yeah. 
Okay. So he was born here, not in a hospital, but in yeah. some, mm-hmm. some room somewhere. Um, so this was my grandparents' house, but it was vacant for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I was just getting, you know, if the house doesn't get used, it just starts to you know, lose its value. So mm-hmm. me and Miu, when we got married, I, we were living in Namba, Osaka. Mm-hmm. But I asked if we could move to the countryside because just when considering about making a family, baby, mm. it's just uh, the cosmopolitan area was not ideal for me, mm. yeah. but I'm not sure if Miu would understand because it's not the most convenient area mm. in the world. So, but she understood, I think. So we, we moved here um, in this house uh, yeah. for, from August. So it's about a year ago now. Uh, but there were so many rooms available, I thought maybe we'll list it on Booking.com, Airbnb, and see if uh, you know, this local Gojo city has any potential of international or domestic uh, visitors. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that uh, in springtime, there's the you know, Sakura, uh, the cherry blossom. Cherry blossom. Mm-hmm. People come to the Yoshino Mountain and Koyasan quite a lot, so it got, got really, really busy. And uh, we just uh, wanted more privacy, and maybe the guests would like to their own privacy as well. So we moved out to somewhere close by. Mm. Yeah, Koyasan basically is uh, this, let's say, like this highly religious, Buddhistic, uh, yeah, spir- spiritualistic center correct. Of, of Buddhism in Japan, or like so, some of some of the strain, uh, like some mm-hmm. of the, the, the past of, of Buddhism, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, some, I'm not specifically familiar with the person's name or the, the monk's name, but it was 1300 years ago when some monk went up the mountain and uh, he thought it was a good idea to start you know, uh, meditating there. <laughs> and uh, now there's lots of, you know, for Japanese people, uh, a lot of people wish to be uh, cremated, buried, mm-hmm. cremated mm-hmm. at Koyasan. So right. a lot of the emperors, a lot of the shoguns, a lot of like multi-millionaire businessmen or women go and bury up in Koyasan. So mm-hmm. many, 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 many graves in Koyasan. Is that one of the biggest, or it's the biggest cemetery it, I in think Japan? It would be it's beautiful, the yeah, yeah, it's been yesterday. It's it was, was it pouring down when you Just were... Just in the morning, yeah. in the afternoon was fine, actually. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a very... It's not like Kyoto, it's, a, it's very unique, it's not like touristy... Tu- there's a lot of tourists, but mm-hmm. like it's not commercialized too much, like where yeah. you, you know, kimono there, like matcha tea there, like it's just a nice walk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I found that quite interesting that you basically have the, the, the grave sites of these feudal mm. Japanese, like Oda Nobunaga, yeah. and right next to it is, is the Panasonic yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> monument, in yeah. a way. But, uh, but um, yeah, speaking of that, we, we saw that, we saw Panasonic, we saw cut outs, like, a, companies. A, 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 like bigger companies. Mm. Is it for, is it just a mausoleum in general for all the people who work for Panasonic? And 
diet or is it for like from for someone special for somebody special i would say it's not like you know panasonic's like personal grave it's you know, it's not like a memorial or like thing. a big ceo or yeah like it would be a big ceo usually or, yeah. um or yeah if you know if uh, like my, my grandfather is uh, actually buried in uh some temple i'm not sure yeah. exactly where but yes yeah, so it's like 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 i said it's it's a uh, i don't have that belief but for traditional japanese people mm-hmm. it's like oh i wish to be buried in in Koyasan where it's very sacred like it's yeah. that's you know would be very peaceful for my soul mm. do you think there are a lot of um, because I mean I heard the story about Koyasan from a couple mm. of people back mm. home mm. because they have been there mm-hmm. they also did the Kumano Kodo mm. trail as mm. we did like, mm. a, uh, like a week ago now mm. um, is it something that like westerners are really like interested in like the whole uh, historical background and Buddhism in Japan or is it more like Japanese in Japan, basically tourists from Asia and from Japan as well? Uh, I think still the majority of tourism in Koyasan is domestic tourism so there'll be like big buses from Tokyo, big buses from Kyoto, wherever like um, especially a little bit older generation really like to go to Koyasan mm-hmm. um, but it's now um, because it was UNESCO heritage listed there's a lot more international uh, what's the word international like international spotlight spotlight so mm-hmm. yeah uh, but for the international tourists I think it's it's uh, the trail that makes them makes it a, a, a you know a, a place that they want to visit not the Buddhism side, but maybe that as well. But from what I hear is like, they, they go to the, the trail, the Kumano Kodo, they do like, you know, four day, five day hike and people, you know, uh, enjoy that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And we were only able to do like two days. Yeah. It was hard actually. I mean, in the city you walk like 20 kilometers a day because mm-hmm. you're just walking, mm-hmm. scrolling, but it's, it's a different story in the woods. It's and it's down. hot. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the busiest time for the trail. I think yeah. spring and autumn, mm. there's a lot more people. Now in like uh, July, August, it drops. The, the mm. hikers kind of like don't go there as much. Yeah, it's just... A, um, it was either raining really hard or it was mm. hot. So mm. yeah, it was okay though, but it's, yeah. Especially in that was the middle part where it just stopped raining and then it gets hot. Then, yeah. it, then it's so humid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a big sauna. <laughs> I can only imagine, but it's it's something that we want we we talk that um, we would like to do um, the, the trail. Yeah. Um, we did like the whole so this Nara prefecture is mm. on the key peninsula. So it's, mm. There's Mie, there's Wakayama, and there's also Nara. All these three prefectures are on the key peninsula. So a couple of months ago, we went. Um, on a on a trip like a three night four day trip just along the peninsula and so we went because we've been when we started this we talked to guests and asked them you know where where did you come from like in Japan like where mm. why did you choose Gojo <laughs> out of all these other cities and you know I started to ask and then they said obviously Koyasan and like Hongu Shingu. Uh, where else? Uh, Nachi, Nachi Fall, mm. 
Uh, where else? Uh, Katsura, Kushimoto, like all these cities on the peninsula. So it made me curious and also like kind of obliged to know about these cities because all the guests are coming from there, but I don't know what it's like. So、mm. we went、um, to Hongu,、um, Nachi, and then Katsura, Kushimoto. So that was a very good experience for me to get to know.、Um, and that's why I'm now interested in the, the trail because everybody's talking about the trail so much. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where did you live、uh, in, in Japan? Because when, when it's the first time that you do the trail?、Mm. Or, uh, since when are you、uh, living in this house here? So basically. Or in, in Gojo? Yeah, Gojo, I started living in August last、okay. year. So it's、mm. here now. But in Japan. Han, I, I was born in Australia and、uh, I, was, I moved to Japan in about six, six months、uh, years old. Six months years old? Six months old. Six months old. <laughs>、okay. um, and then、uh, ever since then, I've been like, just moving from Osaka and Adelaide.、Mm. Adelaide,、okay. Australia,、mm. Japan, Osaka, back and forth. So I went to both primary school in Japan, primary school in Australia, junior high school in Australia. So, your whole family moved back? No, it was just me and my mother. And my,、yeah. when my, after my brother was born, it was just us three. My father had his own business and he, was, he couldn't really travel with us.、Mm. Uh, so, he, yeah, he was always in Osaka. Yeah.、Um, so, what was the question? So, when did I live? When did I start? No, no, no. Is it, I mean, because it kind of seems that.、Um, Because you、uh, lived half your life here、mm. and the other part there, that it's kind of still. that Japan is not like really、mm, your native country in a way where you still can experience、yeah. or discover new things. I think I was just under traveled like other of my same friends or generation. We. Maybe, especially my friends or my generation, like we look outside and like, oh, I want to go to America, I want to go to Europe, I want to、mm. go to this, that. But we haven't traveled much in Japan.、Mm. So I'm very close to Wakayama, but、um, I haven't traveled. you know. I've only visited maybe in Japan, I've visited maybe 10 prefectures out of 47. So now. You know, we take the time to just see a little bit by bit.、Uh, and Wakayama was, was great.、Mm. But it's the same with us. I mean, in Germany, I mean, we like to travel a lot、mm. outside of our country,、mm. but we never like older people do, like travel in Germany and they're beautiful, like mountains as、mm. well. But we never go for some reason. For us, it's not、mm. like, I don't know, engaging enough, although it's beautiful nature、mm. and we can do beautiful things and it's just like not far.、Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think that kind of. I mean, the first thing is now with like. I think like climate change being、mm-hmm. way more in, in the minds of the people,、mm-hmm. so to say. A lot of them. I mean, you just read it in like German magazines, German newspapers. The whole thing about that it's also okay to stay in your own country、mm. and not to travel to Japan. Yeah. <laughs>、um, but still,、um, I think. After you have seen a couple of things like around the world, the tendency is there to stay where you're from,、mm. to experience、uh, mm. traveling there like you did.、Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, there's still a lot of, of our friends back in Germany who exactly、uh, do that. 
just stay where they're born kind of and experience their, yeah. their holidays. May I ask, how was it like having like this back and forth and could you even maybe then see like the difference between two cultures going back and forth or was it like... I wasn't aware, like it was just, I don't know, it, it was a bit of both, like I looked at it as a whole, like I didn't see it as like two different, that was just me, like, sure. yeah, yeah. you know, like having two cultural backgrounds was me, but at the same time I could see that there was a big difference between mm. Japan and Australia. And I'm, you know, I'm also like growing up as a person, maturing as a person. So all these mixed feelings was definitely in me. Mm. Um, I would say it was a very good, um, good experience, and it's uh, it's definitely deep, deep within me, like that experience. Mm. Uh, very, very different cultures. Uh, Japan being very monocultural, 99.9% of the population is Japanese. So in primary school in Japan, I'm like, oh, hi, where are you from? Like, I'm, I'm from here, Japan. I'm like you, I speak Japanese. Mm. Um, I go back to Australia, it's like, oh, which part of Asia are you from? Mm. And I speak English, uh, I can read, write just like everybody else, yeah. but it's a little bit different in Australia because Japan's, uh, Australia's a lot more multicultural. I've got Indian friends, I've got Italian friends, I've got Greek friends. They all come together. Still very Caucasian-oriented, uh, but very, very multicultural. Mm. Um, so I wish to provide a similar environment for my, for the next generation, like for our future kids mm. it is very challenging I think to provide that experience um, and if so, at least a similar experience but yeah we'd have to try it because it, it's such a good um, way of looking at the world yeah, yeah totally <laughs> is it for, for you um, when you say you want to kind of uh, like nurture this environment for your future kids as well is it something you see that's going to change in Japan is Japan becoming more open in a way yeah for sure for sure and that's from necessity like it's it's Japan only I think Japan only changes from the outer pressure so it doesn't change from within mm. it's not like there is a revolution like from like the people It's always from looking back to the past, it's the, uh, you know, from back, back, back in the day, it would have been China, it would have been Korea, it would have been Portuguese, it would have been America. You know, it's always the outside force. Um, now it's, maybe in now it's a little bit different, but we don't have any people. Like you would have traveled for the last, you know, few weeks, there aren't any young people people in Japan mm. so it's a it's an, uh, rapidly uh, aging country and we're losing population so we need more people somehow one is to reproduce and another is to bring people from overseas and Japan is very uh, what's the word uh, like Not hold back, but like it's very uh, cautious. Cautious, yeah, 
um, for, for change. Mm. So they're not going to suddenly bring in immigrants, yeah. um, which te technically they are by uh, manual labor, which is a whole other story. Uh, but um, the way that it would start is... Um, is uh, tourism. That's, that's where it would start. Um, tourism is like a very, very short type of immigrants, in my opinion. Um, just uh, temporarily visits and, um, you know, but it, it, with enough volume, it's, you can consider it as uh, residents. So that's, that's one way that people will get used to foreigners and then it would lead to immigrants, like official immigrants, and uh, I don't know, I, I really don't see, you know, Japan in 20 years, you know, I, I can't imagine, uh, it might be, it might be changing to a whole, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's long enough, we we'll just try, <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Yeah, it might be a whole nother different um, country. Like, I hope to, I wish to see a, an up, updated or upgraded version of Japan where it's, uh, people are more open-minded and people are, yeah, just uh, more hmm, positive to change. Yeah, just in general. Mm. Like, yeah. But do you think that um, because I mean, I mean, when you like traveling or when you, when you kind of backpacking, in mm -hmm. a way, you meet a lot of people from a variety of cultures. But for me, I mean, I've traveled some places, mm -hmm. but I can only remember meeting one or two people from Japan, mm. and they were generally like more outgoing in a way. Yeah. I say because they said um, I can't like exist at my at my at, at this certain point in my life I can't exist in this society so I'm going out traveling. Mm. So is it something like getting out doing kind kind of what we're doing right now mm -hmm. like with a backpack and just going to other countries is it something that's sought after in the Japanese culture for for Japanese for younger Japanese people for younger Japanese people definitely maybe it's like a global trend in a way because of mm. the internet um, but I think it's still not like people aren't really opening their eyes yet like not enough they're still quite blind I think to the future of Japan it's not like bright lights are shining like it's not a promising future for japan it's really i think i have a pretty pessimistic opinion view about japan's future um yeah people really need to be aware of the uh, challenges that japan faces hmm. yeah what do you what do you think are these challenges uh global comp com competition like people still consider like you know, from all all ages, um, really think Japan's still quite competitive. You know, in 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 any field, they think education is quite good. They think, you know, the work uh, field is quite good. Uh, the products that we we make is good, but it's it's all very average or even less. 
you know. And that's, that's a, a fair opinion, I think. And we should start from there and say, okay, we're, we're quite behind now. Yes, 30 years ago, when Sony and Toshiba and like Toyota were like running the world, yes, that's, where, that's when we were, you know, we were leading the world. Now we really don't have anything to offer, you know, like nothing, <laughs> I think. So education hasn't changed for the last 30 years. So people, you know, I, I went, like I said, I went to uh, public uh, primary school in Japan and English isn't as taught as, as much as it should be. Computer science is taught none. So people like, you know, university students still don't know how to use uh, basic computer skills that they learn. Uh, it's mandatory to learn English from primary school, junior high school, high school. So they've done three, three, three years, nine years. So every person that you've met in Japan have at least had, had nine years of experience of uh, English. And that's the level, you know, it's very difficult to describe on this podcast how the level is um, of Japanese English, but it's not, it's not where it should, could be for nine years. But still you chose to live in Japan, yeah, right? You could very good point. go to Australia and Very good there. point. Um, because I like it here, it's very good. <laughs> it's, I don't have a positive, uh, you know view of the whole mm. I still think it's you know I'm not going to abandon it just because it's, it was a hundred percent easier life in Australia like mm. economy is growing a lot faster population is growing younger generations so there's like parties there's the events there's like festivals just like things are happening you know same for mm. Berlin like it was just you could feel that things are moving forward. Mm. Um, there's not that in Japan. Mm. But I still like it, and I think that's why I'm in the, in the tourism industry, is because I get to introduce, in some way I get to introduce um, the, the culture and the beauty of this country. Uh, you know, not as much as I, I wish, uh, I wish to venture to, from this tourism, I wish to venture to something else, uh, say like crockery. Maybe I could introduce Japanese crockery to the world, mm. or Japanese sake, mm. or herbs, whatever it is. There's a lot of uh, Japan that has there's a lot that Japan has to offer to the world I think that's why people are visiting mm. so you know just a little uh, nudge will you know potentially change Japan's people's mindset mm. Um, mm. so I, I have students I have like English I teach English to the local kids and mm. hopefully that you know I'm not an English teacher but maybe I can influence them in some way that they you know, even in this small little Gojo town, there are all these cool people from, you know, from all around the world. Maybe Japan's not that bad. You know, maybe Gojo's not that bad. Maybe I could also learn 
how to use the computer, also learn a little bit of English and challenge myself to go overseas or mm. you know, start my own business, whatever it is. Um, yeah, maybe they can, it's a chance or opportunity for them to look at Japan a little bit more highly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, for, for us, uh, we, we've been traveling for, like I said, for the last three weeks in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's basically every day that you kind of find something new mm-hmm. or like kind of understand how things work in mm-hmm. Japan. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's, let, let's say it's public transportation or mm-hmm. like, oh, how does this food work in mm-hmm. a way? Or, oh, that's soba noodles, it's so tasty. Yeah. Stuff like that or, or sake. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said and um, so like I said before I've kind of have like a media background mm-hmm. and I've talked about a lot of people because I like Japan very mm. much um, but the problem is for like Western media or mm. for at least European media mm-hmm. the only thing or one of the only reasons to go to Japan because it's so far away mm. and it doesn't have like a, like I mean German media German like TV channels they aren't based in Tokyo mm. they're based in Singapore mm. and then they fly in mm-hmm. because, but it's so expensive to go to Japan so mm. they only go when there's like an anime expo yeah or like Fukushima or mm. like like this either it has to be crazy mm. in a way yeah or it has something to be of like um, in a, something that happens in a bigger context or mm. catastrophe or stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so all these small things kind of that people realize when they're here like like us that's not really something that's transported in like to, to the western areas to to europe or to the us i think mm. which, which is kind of a shame mm. i think because like a lot of stuff i mean I'm, I'm interested in japan i think we both are in a way but still there's so much stuff we didn't know yeah, yeah. and we get to like experience every day mm-hmm. I was just amazed about the whole structure of the country mm-hmm. everything was just so um well thought of and everyone is so kind and friendly actually yeah and especially when like we live in berlin and mm. it's kind of a destructive city in a way yeah. of course it's there's a lot of creativity mm. and a lot of things that are going on and it's an exciting city but on the other hand it's really exhausting sometimes mm. and i remember arriving in tokyo which is like even like it's bigger than berlin mm. but i never felt in the way like i feel in berlin sometimes a little bit um yeah, um, annoyed by all these people mm. or like a little bit, yeah, like Timid. even intimidated by people because everyone, I mean, was so in line, which is actually the the total opposite of that. And it's also like not maybe normal for every city, but I felt so comfortable with mm. that because mm. they, there was an order for everything yes. and I knew like nobody would go crazy. So, mm. yeah, if, I really liked it in a sort there's, of way. Uh, there's it. order in the chaos some, somehow. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's definitely the uh, mm. positive side of Japan. Um, yeah, it's it's dif- difficult to describe, um, you know, in words. It's mm. the it's the vibe and the just, you know. I guess it's way with anywhere. Like Australia's got a vibe. Yeah. You know, Berlin definitely has a vibe. It's definitely something that you yeah you just have to experience mm. it. Um, but it's I think. It's a lot more, it's not what you kind of, uh, people expect just from like, you know, what you see on the, on the, on the internet or when you, you hear from your, your friends or colleagues, mm-hmm. it's just not what you think. It's a little bit different. Um, and also 
Tokyo and like the cosmopolitan areas and the rural areas mm. definitely have a different vibe as well. Yeah. So, um, mm. yeah. What do you think? I mean, uh, for you, it's kind of, kind of oh, that's uh, what I find quite interesting that you have a unique view in a way as having like uh, parents from mm -hmm. like a quite, quite Western country mm -hmm. in a way, Australia mm. and uh, Japan, which is different. Mm. So let's be honest, but um, Like, for, for you, what do you think are, are kind of, like, the differences between these two countries? Because you, additionally, you lived there for a couple of years, then there for a couple of years, then you went back, so you have, like, I think a good view of putting, like, both countries uh, mm. in a relationship. Uh, or, or isn't there, you know? Oh, there's definitely a big difference. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't see, like, anything really that's similar. Like, well... I think that one of the biggest is multicultural, like the multiculturalness mm. being mm. one aspect and also the other would be the size, the space maybe. Mm. So just everything in say in, in Australia is everything's big, like you've got a lot of space. So that reflects to the people I think and makes them quite laid back and everything's like just chill and everything's okay let's just take it easy um in japan it's a little more condensed you know people this, this is when i'm talking about the the uh, sorry the cosmopolitan area this is but even in the rural area just um you know everything's kind of close to each other you know mm -hmm. in this gorgeous city we've still got a lot of space but the next door neighbor is quite close Uh, so the space and that um, has definitely an impact on the attitude and the, the personality of people, I think. Um, and the, the multiculturalness has a, also uh, a big difference. So Japanese people are, are more uh, conservative and they, they want to make sure people are, you know, know where they came from first before they, they want to get to know somebody before they can trust um, so that's why it, it takes time for people to change in Japan just because there's all these filters that you have to go through so even for me come back to Gojo you know there's all these security tests that I have to pass before I can uh, mm. be included in the community because you know I might just be a random person that just only stays for like a couple of months and goes off and like trashes the whole house or whatever so what, what are these secure, you, you mean like social social yeah, yeah. By so, people around you yeah so they're common like they're just it's it's no like it's not a written rule or anything like a test it's just you know you you have a sudden visit here and there or you'll get invited to dinner or whatever and it's just you know you've been you're being watched by society a lot more than mm. Australia like it's you, that's more present so they're kind of checking if you like still have or if you're still able to follow the etiquette yeah way. exactly so everybody's got everybody's back but everybody's watching everybody's back kind of mm. like if any, anything like happens, social control yeah, yeah. So it's like I think, yeah. When when uh, in a Western society, or at least in Australia, when good or bad is based on like religion, or 
God is watching. I shouldn't throw this trash away. But in Japan, there's no God. Well, there is, but there's no God. God is within us, and it's the. It's your neighbors. Neighbors are the gods, and、um, you know, you won't throw this cigarette butt on the, on the road because somebody might be watching. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We saw when we were riding Sakoi in,、um, I'm not sure if、uh, Kyoto or Osaka,、mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't matter that much, I think.、Mm. But, um, There was like, like a sign inside the subway、mm. saying、uh, when you, when you like, rush and when you rush into the subway,、uh, sure, it, ha- it, it can hurt、mm-hmm. if you like,、uh, get caught in between the doors,、mm-hmm. but what hurts way more are the stares of the other people.、Mm. So it was a saying.、Mm. Next to it was if, you, if you're smoking,、yeah. you、um, show. You don't blow the smoke to yourself, but you show the cigarette. But the cigarette shows at someone else, someone not else. at you,、mm-hmm. in a way.、Mm-hmm. So、you harm、uh, other people. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of like suggests to you that everything you do has like a consequence. Yeah. In a way, for other people, not、yes. for you. Yeah. So, yeah. So is it like strange to, to grow up with that? Or is it like something like, which I can imagine quite natural that you were like. Yeah, now that I look back, it's natural.、Um, well, no, no, no. For me, growing up was natural. But now I look back, it, it's,、uh, I can see the difference. You know? Like it's yeah, a lot more、uh, visible、um, that it's, uh, there's a big difference between these two countries.、Mm. Yeah. I mean, like I was yeah, lucky, maybe. I wasn't like traumatized or like I wasn't you know, bullied at school, but I can see that because there's that, such a Big gap, you may not adapt so well. You know, if you bring that very open minded, you know, outgoing,、uh, speak out loud kind of、uh, personality straight into Japan, you may not、um, be accepted as well.、Um, but I think I just had like this balance where I could just like, you know, in Japan, I'd be a little bit more Japanese. In Australia, I'd be a little bit more Australian. So I get that, you know, good. I just blend in very well.、Mm-hmm. Um, but now I find it, what I'm、uh, trying, well, what I'm, yeah, what I'm trying is to be more of myself. Like, not just more Australian, not more Japanese, just myself. And that has、um, a better impact in both ways. So, like, You know, just being myself. And I find it's just that, just in between is, is me. It's not、mm-hmm. Japanese, it's not Australian, just in between. Do、so. you think that you have like a highly,、uh, or let's say,、uh, a higher sense of、mm. how culture forms you because you kind of switch cultures、mm-hmm. a lot of times? For sure, yeah. And, it's, yeah, and culture and Culture and language, also maybe culture and language is almost the same thing,、mm. but I have a different tendency to have a different、uh, attitude when I'm using different、uh, languages. So, even if I'm talking about the same subject, if I'm speaking in English, I'll be more confident and I have a stronger opinion. Even if I'm speaking about the、mm. same topic in Japanese, it's the other way around. So... But is it, is it because of you or because of the language in general? Language in general,、yeah. I would say, yeah. So the Japanese language in itself is not like really built for、no. 
proclaiming things no. that are. It's more about understanding the unspoken words. Mm. In like social cues in between, yes, social cues in between, between, yes. between the lines. Reading between the lines is definitely uh, a, the Japanese language. The Japanese language is <laughs> the reading between the lines. There's actually a word for it and saying kuki o yomu, which is like read the air. Mm. So, like reading between the lines, <coughs> reading the air. So, like, oh, you should read the air. Like, <laughs> you know, okay. like in this atmosphere, this is what you should do, this is what you shouldn't do. Um, so you see these like foreigners that have like really immersed themselves, and they just look Japanese. Like just these subtle actions have this Japanese sense to them. Like just like that small bow, the small mm. nodding, the the eyes, the the way they look. They don't like look directly into you. Like mm. a, you know when you're speaking to somebody, you look to their eyes, but um, you just look a little bit away or like just yeah. Yeah. so it's yeah because we we um, met um, met a woman and she works in I mean like next to Nagasaki Yamaha <laughs> she works for Yamaha I think Yamaha for, for Yamaha yeah she's yeah. doing an internship there she's from Poland mm-hmm. yeah. and she uh, she kind of, kind of we were asking her a lot of questions obviously mm. <laughs> as well about her experience in Japan for mm. the last three months And uh, she also was telling us, like, because I think we both find, like, the language in itself quite mm-hmm. interesting because it, like, works so differently from mm. English or mm. German. Um, and she also was telling us a lot of, is, is uh, like, basically the context. Mm. It's, like, same words, but they can mean, like, a totally different mm-hmm. thing, which is also, like, the atmosphere or the mm-hmm. air mm-hmm. that is around, like, the, the speaking mm-hmm. situation, so to say. So do you, do you think that's uh, something that one could learn if you're not, like... Like grew up in that kind of culture. Yeah, I think you have to have like, yeah, you just have to really immerse yourself very like much. It's not just on the books. You have to like pretend you're Japanese. <laughs> like you know, like you really have to start from there. Um, so a lot of people, I, I like the really good speakers, or won't speak a lot of Japanese, but it's just like they pretend like they're Japanese. So I think you do it as well. Like, you'll be like, ah, konnichiwa, or like, mm-hmm. Just that little, like, nodding or bowing or that. It's not arigato gozaimasu, like, on the textbook. It's just like, asamasu. Like, just it's mm-hmm. spoken words. Um, yeah, so it's definitely learnable, for sure. Um, the, like, reading and writing is, I think, Almost unlearnable <laughs> because this you, there's three symbols, and the first two are like alphabets. So there's fifty something in each. Mm. Just what, kanji is one that's Chinese. Yep, Chinese uh, kanji is imported from China, and mm. hiragana and katakana are the Japanese like original, which is also from there. Yeah. Mm. These like like straight strokes yeah a katakana usually like suggesting that it's a foreign word so this is nasdaq like the american mm. nasdaqu yeah and the, the curvy ones which you can see are mm. like mm. the more of a japanese so arigato is like Jap- like oh, straight japanese so it's all would be all in hiragana mm. so that's mm. 
50-50. And then kanji, there's about 30,000. 30,000. Wow. They're different symbols? Or They're different or symbols. Okay. Wow. But a mixture of them. So you like basically, I think, if you learn the first 3,000, I think, then you can start, like, you get a hang of it. But, yeah. Yeah. That's doable in a month. So my mother's lived here for 30 years. So she knows yeah, the, the basic two. But um, kanji is, is like, I, I don't think it's worth learning. You know, you mm. can get, a by, get around without reading or writing. You can speak all the languages. Mm. You can have a perfect accent um, and understand everything, but just not know how to write it. Mm. So you could say dictionary and like say jisho. And if it was written in the simple way, you could read it. Like phonetically, you could read it. But if it was, if you were asked to write it in the Chinese symbol, it would be very difficult. Hmm. But uh, what, like, which alphabet do you use for what? Are there like rules? Yeah. So it's the connecting words. You, the primarily would be the Chinese, like because it can condense more meaning into one syllable. Mm-hmm. So, like. This two, Nippon, that's Japan, Nippon. Um, so it has like multiple sounds and multiple meanings in one syllable. So like it's, so uh, when I translate from English to Japanese, I, I see that like you can condense, like if it's a whole paragraph in English, it's like half in Japanese because it's, mm-hmm. you know, more, more words. So you would first try to, if there's a word, for it in the kanji with the Chinese symbols, you would use that first. Mm-hmm. And then to connect it, so you would use the other one, the simple one. And within the simple ones, you would then uh, use either the foreign words, so like bowl, coffee, uh, telephone, like oh, iPhone, Android, all these borrowed words would be this specific uh, word uh, letters and the others would be the Japanese oriented mm-hmm. s- symbols okay very difficult to describe yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get the gist <laughs> but very cool um, especially for me because I have the you know, basic at least basic skills for both Germanic so English and also this Chinese based uh, language so I look at Chinese reading well, letters and I, I can I won't understand but I know if they're talking about you know, what kind of theme they're talking about if they're talking about the weather or the week or like at least that kind of direction um, for German when I was there for six months I could you know, I won't be able to speak it but like I can get you know, I look at the words if I have enough uh, if I was taught enough or if I learnt enough, it won't be that difficult for me Like in comparison. If I only knew Japanese, it would be a very you know, foreign you know, gap. Mm-hmm. But I've got the basic English skills, so I build from there, you know, school, shule, or like, you know, mm-hmm. just I can just build from yeah, there. So yeah, it's very yeah. convenient for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the thing, I guess, when, when you're in, in Europe, mm. a lot of, there's this connection between all these languages. Mm. So when you know how to speak English, it's suddenly not so hard to speak Spanish. Mm. I mean, sure, there are like differences in grammar and stuff, but like uh, this one comes to the vocabulary, mm. same for German. Mm. Dutch, mm. Uh, Dutch and German is quite, 
quite alike in a way mm-hmm. so you don't have to like speak Dutch but you can kind of understand mm. when we see like other like tourists from from the Netherlands mm. around here we kind of understand what yep. they are saying um, and then but then there's the border and then there's Poland mm-hmm. and Russia and like all these uh, like the, the, the eastern the eastern countries and then that's gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah but um, um, I mean uh, how many how many languages do you speak I, I speak two I speak Japanese and English Uh, I like to play around with Chinese a lot these days. A lot of my guests, uh, Chinese, Taiwanese, Hong Kongese, Korean. So Chinese, it, it's uh, you know, I, I play around with it a lot. Um, German, when I was there, I, uh, I went to this uh, language school. Like it was a very affordable folks folks. Parts of Schule. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. So Italian friends, very good experience. Um, you know, obviously I don't use it, I lose yeah. it, but it's. Uh, mm. Were you only traveling, or were you? I was only. Or? I was just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was literally. Um, so I lived in Australia for five years that time um, previously. And I was working there. I um, I was at that time of my life. I was, you know, trying to decide. Okay, in the future, where am I gonna space myself? Where am I gonna, you know, work? Where am I gonna have my family? Where am I gonna buy my house? Like I was like kind of tense. Um, so I went to Australia and worked there, lived there, made friends, and you know, did all the stuff. But um, I kind of realized I think I want to base myself in Japan. Uh, for all these reasons, but um, but before going back to Japan, I want to see somewhere totally foreign, like mm-hmm. you know, Australia is my home, Japan is my home, and Europe. It was like kind of like I wanted to go there and um, base myself in one country, and then so I can travel around. And um, so I happened to um, have the opportunity to go to Berlin, so I started from there, which I then stayed there i didn't i didn't go anywhere i just stayed in mm-hmm. berlin i did get a few jobs i got a, a job at uh because i had this i was still in the mindset of you know oh what what am i going to do for like a living like oh i should i should work that was the thing like i should be working even though i had a little bit of saving to get enough like just to relax so i was working a little bit um but then i realized that living costs in berlin was quite cheap mm-hmm. like it was very livable compared to australia it's h- at least half maybe less mm-hmm. like one yeah. third um so i just dropped everything and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm really gonna um make an effort to take time to do nothing i'll please myself uh by can waking. be hard can be really hard really, you know <laughs> i just wake up at, you know whenever i want i would just do what I want like I maybe if I don't want to do anything and um, I would just do nothing if I want to read I'll read so yeah I, I spent some time doing that a bit of working there translation a bit of party making some friends just it's very good time to sort things out in my in my life and get really get clarity of what I want to do And Berlin was the perfect place to do that, I think. Mm. What was your experience like in, in Germany or Berlin? Because, I mean, I mean, for us, I have to say that 
Berlin still as great as it is is mm -hmm. still kind of different from the rest of Germany or mm -hmm. from like uh, bigger parts of, mm. of Germany. I mean, you have like Hamburg, which is not like really Berlin, but they're kind of similar. Mm. But like everything else is, at least in my opinion uh, and in the opinion of a lot of people in Berlin, I guess. But I think, well, it was exciting. It was definitely, I would say it was, it would, I haven't traveled the whole world, but it would, would have been very unique. There was a lot of, re there would have been a very good reason why people from all around the world are gathering to Berlin. Mm. There has to be reason. And one would have been uh, the wall. One definitely would have been that unique um, background where there was two completely different uh, countries or systems, uh, systems mm. so close to each other. And one day it was it was gone. And it was mixed, and I could see, you know, the the difference still, um, and also just the the culture cultivating on that soil. You know, it's just different. It was, um, and a lot of people, uh, cool people, not cool people, just people that I met, said it's like New York. 30 years ago it's mm -hmm. like before it was all this hype just you know uh, people uh, excited about the future um, yeah it's, uh, it's hard to describe it was just fun to be there like things were happening people had interesting ideas businesses um, what year was it do you remember uh, 2014 mm -hmm. December okay. to 2015 Mm. Yeah, so it's cold. Yeah. It was cold, right. and I was sad because it was just finally getting warmer, and I was like, "Oh, the sun!" And now I was leaving. So, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but I would wish to go back when it's hot, but still, it's beautiful. Um, that's a problem with Berlin. Like we're living together right yeah. next to a park. It's beautiful in mm. summer, but it's like so, so, so just sad. Yeah, just sad, miserable. Great. <laughs> First, you have like these old, like Soviet buildings mm. because we live in the eastern part of mm. Friedrichshain. Uh, I don't know, do, do you know Treptow Park? Do you remember that? Or? I look at the Google Maps and it all <laughs> brings back memories, but no, I don't. Mm. Um, where, where did you stay, or where, where did you live? Let me let me get this up. <laughs> it was next to. Uh, I rode to. I used to ride to um, work. Um, by bike, you mean? By, yeah, by yeah. bicycle. And it was uh, it was my favorite time of the the uh, the day because I would ride through this big park. You know where the uh, angel is? Yeah, yeah. Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and the uh, Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I used to ride. And as as the uh, the seasons went by, it was you know no no leaves to all this blush like really mm. green and so beautiful it was, yeah, it was the best but did you find that there i mean i mean basically six months is, is, is still some time to to stay somewhere yeah um did you find that there are like any uh, similarities between like japanese people and oh Germany? for sure yeah because yeah right I, yeah you don't really know but there seems to be a connection yeah. in a way. <laughs> Not because of World War, that's not what I mean. But. Well, I think I didn't get to meet too many um, elder people, but I found that it was more present in the previous generation. Like, not 
like the in like our generation, but in the fifties or sixties,、mm. or maybe even so, like just post-war kind of for so because I think maybe that's why they went to war together because they had like a kind of like a similar attitude. So they're both、uh, Japan and Germany, and both、uh, used to be an agricultural country, so they used to farm a lot,、mm. uh, wheat, rice.、Uh, I don't know what it is, but potatoes, something. You know, we used to make a lot of produce, and then we turned into both,、uh, you know,、um, what do you call it? Like electronics or like cars.、Yeah. First cars.、So、we used to make Volkswagen,、uh, Toyota. You know, we used to make like really good products,、uh, and then we went to work together, and then we we lost together. So until then, we were quite、mm-hmm. similar. I think you know, we do things right, precise.、Mm-hmm. German railroads are. Very precise. Japanese railroads are pretty precise. People, I think, used to be very punctual.、Um, you know,、um, mm-hmm. maybe still in G- Germany. Maybe you know, compared to like Italian friends, maybe German friends are a lot more punctual. Japanese pe- friends are definitely punctual、mm-hmm. than Australian friends. You know, things like that.、Mm-hmm. Um, I saw quite similarity, and then that made me think, oh, maybe that's why. And、that's one of the reasons why we went to war, and also from there, I think, wow, we're so different now.、Hmm. You know, after war, we were we lost everything. We both lost everything. We have this huge debt,、um, and we both climbed up again. But all the German friends speak at least German English, maybe some other languages. They、uh, are well travelled. They have a very open view of the world.、Um, Computer literate,、mm. Japanese people not so much.、Mm. So why why have we changed so why, much? Why, there, why, why is there a difference?、Mm. When, when I but, think、uh, geographically, one G- Germans uh, uh, you know、um, closer to obviously land connected to、mm. all these other areas. Also, so that's why you get immigrants.、Uh, it stimulates change, and also. Education, like you know, Japan still carried on the 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 uh, post uh, pre-war kind of education. So it's it's still very very old school.、Mm. Um, yeah. So it doesn't have Japan. I'm not really sure on,、mm. on that, but doesn't Japan have like some sort? Like their education system, isn't it based on like something that came from Europe as well? America. That's America. American、yeah. based.、Mm, after the war. After the war, but、ah, still like、okay. integrated with. So the the structure is Jap- Japanese,、mm. Japan based, but what it is taught. So like,、uh, the constitution was rewritten by America.、Mm. So like that's that's how, you know, it's it's heavily、uh, influenced by American culture. Is、mm. that it's you know even from the the level of the constitution is now rewritten by、uh, some part is rewritten by America.、Uh, so you mean also like rewritten after the war、yeah. by, by the Allied forces? At, yeah, yeah, yeah.、Okay. at post-war. So yeah, and education as well. So what's taught in school、mm. is you know the guideline was made by、uh, the help of America. So.、Mm. Yeah. So it should be more advanced in in the way of like, like, technology wise. It should be like programming should be taught or like just basic skills should be taught. But it's、uh, 
it's not. Mm. Yeah, but still, there's so much. I mean, that's like one one of the of the. I'd like to say cliches in a way mm-hmm. we, we have of Japan that there's like still a lot of pressure and like uh, uh, in school, mm. in university, mm. uh, when it comes to getting um, getting in university, yeah. doing all these tests uh, with it's obviously a lot of pressure on oh, it's uh, definitely on, your, on, on yourself. Sorry. Yeah. It's so. definitely still present. I the kids that I teach, he is Koki is twelve, Soki. No, it's not right. Soki is 12, Koki is 14. So they're like basically in year seven and nine in, you know, in the European or Western uh, grading system. Mm-hmm. And I teach them at seven for an hour at eight. They've already been, they finish school at four. They go to post school. So they go to like a, mm. you know, after school where they get taught more just overview, you know, review of what they've been taught at school. And then they go to come to my class, which is English. Just, I don't use textbooks. It's just more speaking. So like more conversational. Conversational, thank you. So, you know, we, we practice conversational and um, it's a lot more fun. It's just something chilled. And after that, so that we finish at eight, they go back to after school. They finish at 10. 10 p.m. Oh, and they're like 12 and 14 and they're exhausted. They're like, they're there. I can see they're not kids. They're not kids. They're just like, yeah, it's sad. And like, it shouldn't be like that. Like, because the outcome, you know, all my friends are like that. Like they, that's their youth. And the outcome is not that competitive. You know, you go to this, you know, highly, uh, regarded school of Japan, but at the end of the day, like your skills aren't really competitive in the global market. Like, mm. You know, it's mm. I, I hate to say it, but it's use, useless. Mm. So, do so you think so, there's something wrong? There's in, definitely in, in the system. wrong. Yeah. yeah, you're doing something really wrong that you're hurting these kids. You should have done. The system should be functioning that so that the kids don't have to study after school. They should mm. just, you know, school, school. You should get enough education, more effective education, so you can just do whatever you want. Like, mm. you just play sports or uh, paint or whatever you want to do, but not like mm. the school's not doing a good job. That's why there's a big enough market for these businesses to strive on the lack of. The, the education system which is just bullshit like it's, mm. it's really harming the kids and which is also quite a, an, an American thing isn't it I think like so. in, in America there's also like this big all these big companies and this mm. big uh, industry mm. sort of that kind of like promises you to mm. get your well, the GED like mm. this rating yeah, yeah. punctual rating uh, on uh, if you're like allowed for university or college GDP uh, GDP oh, no no no, no. Uh, yeah GDP. No, no no that's the gross thing but yeah no. sorry I know we <laughs> so it's like yeah you get a four point something yeah yeah right the, 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 this rating system yeah I think America's uh, obviously different from Japan because it has a huge domestic uh what do you call it? Huge uh, domestic um, need, demand. So, yeah. you know, there's business, big and population is still growing. Like, population 
is uh, three times bigger than Japan, mm. the immigrants. So there's you know some a lot of consumption that you know you can. There's a, a lot of work in in America, but in Japan there's very few work because, like I've been saying, no no less people, less jobs. So we need to go out to get work, but we can't go out because we can't speak English. Mm. Yeah. So we're like in a you know we're, we're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's also probably automation coming. Mm, exactly. <laughs> well. So, like all these simple labor will be. Yeah. Which is another another like yeah. way of looking at it. Maybe we just we, you know yeah. uh, we can just stop working. <laughs> yeah. but, but still, I think that uh, Japan has like the special, the special uh, like the special global place when it comes to like uh, craftsmanship mm. way. I mean, if you have like Japanese knives, you have yeah. like. Like because you said before, like pottery mm. and stuff like that, this whole tea culture in mm -hmm. a way, uh, I think that's something that you really like can use or yeah. use as a country. Because I mean, there's like in the internet, there's this whole DIY do it yourself mm -hmm. movement in mm. a way. It's back to, I mean, uh, I was I was getting a present like forge your own knife back in Germany, yeah. and that's highly popular. Uh, and no one really wants to have like these automated mm. uh, factory uh, made stuff that you can get everywhere kind of, like mm. China, China yeah. where kind of, yeah. one thing I think Japan maybe have a chance or is the analogness like the, the, the realness because, you know people have this image of perspective that oh Japan's so high tech like everything's IT when you come here I'm sure you've realized it's very the other way around people use fax machines there's no free wi-fi people still use windows xp like it's ridiculous why not just leave it that way why not you could come to japan for that reason you could just be away from this technology some people do like that like just be away a little bit you know like digital detox i don't i hate that word but like it's you know it's silly but it's You know, maybe that that could be a way of Japan is just keeping things um, just the way, like the old school way. You know, maybe not adapt to all these technology, but like you come to Japan for you know all these uh, ancient experiences. You know, mm. hands-on like craftsmanship of your knives, or you make your own pottery, or yeah, yeah. You, know, you go for these trails, walks, or whatever, like it's... Kind of so it sounds like an ancient Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like it's, it, is a, it is a farm country, like yeah. that's, you know, comes back to the reason why um, tourism is quite interesting, is um, we don't have to go out to, to get work, we bring people in, and, um, you know, we can utilize what we have, and there's a lot to offer, you know. Um, When, when people do come here yeah yeah totally it's like a big Disneyland yeah. it's fun yeah <laughs> yeah because we also realized that there's a, I mean, I mean not, we're not really sure I'm not really sure how, how it like works but when it comes to like trash or garbage there's like a lot of plastic oh, so everything is me, like don't you get <laughs> started on that yeah but, but uh, I mean that's something that you realize uh, at a certain point that everything's wrapped in plastic and even like bananas which have Like quite naturally wrapped <laughs> in something uh, wrapped again, in plastic yeah. again. Um, but I read about uh, like this. Let's call it a movement mm. or, or whatever you, you want to call. It, but like people who starting to uh, wrap their like their lunch or their bento boxes mm. again in like these um, 
Fudoshiki. Yeah. Right, the first. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of a thing now, apparently. And I mean, I, I bought one, obviously. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Good. I'm a victim of consumation as well. <laughs> I, I, uh, I want to introduce you to um, chopsticks. Yeah, that's a good thing. You could, uh, it's your, bring your own chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it's very cool. You, some, of, some are like screws. So like, you know, chopsticks are, the good chopsticks are quite long. Mm. But it's very cumbersome to like tr- take them everywhere. So what you do is like unscrew them oh. and it folds. Mm. And it's, it's very good. It's very well made. Yeah, yeah, it's, fair. Yeah, it's like, also something you get chopsticks everywhere. But yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's not like like a huge knife or something. You mm. you could have them with you. Yeah. in yeah. your bag, and it's yeah. it's more personal. Like it's it's your thing. It's you know, yeah. it's it's a good thing to have. It's uh, you wash it and you like fold it, and it's just like you get attached to things. You should be like if it's your personal thing. You know, you take it everywhere. You take it to your travels, and you know, I, I learned that from my mum. Like mum, my mother is very. Australian and she's very eco cons- uh, aware mm. you know she's like oh the plastics oh, the chopsticks so she carries her own um, shopping bag she carries her own chopsticks it's yeah yeah it's great yeah. I just um, I just like read or I'm, I'm reading mm-hmm. I mean when we're in Japan I, I find like Buddhism in general mm. is quite interesting also mm. like Zen Buddhism mm. I find quite interesting even though I'm not a Buddhist but mm. it's, it's uh, yeah, it's something I'm interested in. And there's like this 100 rules, like Zen rules for mm-hmm. every day. And one mm. of them is if you like, uh, like try to, when, when you make your coffee, do your own cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Just don't go out and buy it. Mm. But rather instead like pour the hot water, mm-hmm. use, use the, the coffee powder if you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you have like another relationship to mm. If you put time in it, it mm. tastes mm. like totally different. Uh, at least that's what it says, but it's kind of the same when yeah. you have something you made or you have that, that, that you own that's not like disposable. You have like a total another like relationship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. and that's something you really can learn here in the yeah. country. I think in some ways. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, people can relearn. Like it's definitely a lot of it's uh, forgotten or not passed on, mm. like to the to our generation or even the generation before us. So it's like overlooked but mm, through the traveler's eyes and through traveler's opinions and Instagram posts and whatever I I hope people Japanese people can relearn um, the beauty of the spirit that Japanese people had so the Buddhism spirit and also the Shinto so Mm. it's like the shrines of the Shinto. Yeah, yeah, we've been to several. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, they, they had a very good relationship the Buddhism and the Shinto like were just very well integrated mm. and um, that's something that people have the simple mindset is something that people have started to lose touch myself definitely included uh, so yeah hopefully because it's a lot more aware to the, the international tur- tourists um, they can you know, uh, you know make it more relevant to the Japanese people through their eyes and they're like, oh, if the foreigners think it's cool, maybe we should look into it again. You know, it's our thing. 
So I think it's definitely something people are looking for, mm. including myself there mm. as well. Mm. Um, that's especially like the Shinto shrines mm -hmm. when, when you see them, they're like so well cared for mm. on one hand, but they're still quite natural in a way. Mm. With like this mossy green everywhere. Mm. It's like beautiful places mm. to be. Yeah. We've been at the Futunari mm -hmm. Shrine in, in Kyoto, mm -hmm. like with a, a with, a, with a large rose of the Tori. Mm -hmm. Awesome place. Yeah, yeah totally. Yesterday as well, Koyasan. So connected get, to nature. Mm. It's totally connected to like nature and everything around. Yeah, you. it's a uh, kind of it brings you it brings you some sort of inner peace, yeah. some sort of inner calm. Yeah. Uh, I had the feeling yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've definitely felt that moving to this side of Japan. It, it, it's really what I really needed um, in this time of my life is that peace just to again like it's like berlin time just to just get things in in the right order and yeah for me to be in this area um i go for my walks in the morning in the along the river there's a local shrine where i i go for my runs i just just i don't do anything i just go there inside it's just yeah it's peaceful it's yeah. uh you get a lot of thinking done i think that's that's uh, one thing i can be sure for the tourists that come to Gojo Nara is like you won't do much you can't go shopping there's not many restaurants which there are there are some really nice restaurants which um, I can introduce but um, it's you can get a lot of reading done you can a lot of get writing you can get podcasts done like, it's <laughs> a good place to just yeah, yeah like um, sort things out yeah. um, I think it's the first place where we kind of calm down mm, uh, mm. Because every time, I mean, we started in Tokyo, then Kyoto, Osaka, with day trips in between Hiroshima, yeah. then back to Wakayama, to Kitanabe, Jeez. and there, there wasn't a break so yeah. far for the last three and a half weeks. Yeah. So I think we, we've been in Kikatsura mm -hmm. for today for the last two days before we came here. It was the first time we kind of had the opportunity to wind down. Yeah. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why this is the first podcast mm. <laughs> we wanted to do. Yeah, you would have because accumulated all these, like, yeah. you know, just yeah, yeah. And, and when we are talking about it, mm. it's like, where have we been? I mean, I was, I was thinking about because I had, like, green tea with me. Mm -hmm. And at some point, I forgot, like, the tea bags. Oh. And I was like, where was it? Mm. And then she, it wasn't in Russia, man. You, you asked me if, if, uh, if you should take them. And then how did the room in Hiroshima look like? Yeah, I couldn't so remember. So much input and yeah. so, yeah. much, so much, maybe a bit too much, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's like it's like a lot, and there's a lot of stuff to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like one thousand temples in each city, <laughs> which are all beautiful in Shinto shrines. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's a it's a great country. There's a lot of stuff to do. Good, but you I'm can glad. wind down if you want. To. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you think that way. I uh, it makes it really does make me happy when people uh, uh, are pleased to be in Japan, you know, it's like, oh, how, how's your trip so far? I'm like, oh, it's, it's good. It's uh, more than expected. I really love it here. I'm already planning my next trip. All these things. It just makes me like, it's, you know, it's like, yeah. it's make, I don't know, it feels warm and fuzzy. It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah. I'm glad, you know, let me, so I'm, I'm genuinely like, Whenever I meet somebody, even if they, they stay in the guest house or if I help them on the road or whatever, like I'm genuinely uh, welcome to you know, reach out if they, if they need anything. Whenever they, you know, on their, on their journey in Japan, they can 
text me, message me. I'm, I'm always help, you know, willing to help. Obviously, you too as well. You know, from the rest of it, you said it's only your, the last bit of your trip, yeah. I think. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the last to... bit in, in, in Tokyo, but it's the beginning of the whole trip. Oh, that's yeah, right. yeah, okay. But Japan is coming. In, in to Japan, Japan, yeah. 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 Great. Th thank you. Thank you oh, for being so here. Nice. Thank you for uh, this nice talk. Good. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? How long did we talk? Because I find it interesting when I'm doing a podcast and I'm, I'm now I'm looking on, yeah. the, on the time. I just felt a little bit like, I hope it's all in all, it's a, it's a good atmosphere, just like a, in and out. Like a, you could. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so for, for everyone who just didn't realize we're sitting in the kitchen of uh, this very beautiful guest house. <laughs> yeah. And there we are not the only guests. Mm. So there's other people in here uh, doing breakfast. And, yeah. It's all happening. Yeah, it's all <laughs> happening. It's, it's life. It's yeah. life. And we, we don't edit. So <laughs> it stays in there. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for having us. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah. It, was, it was a good experience. Like, so, like, yeah. Yeah, when you're back in Germany, let us know. Yeah. I mean, we have our contacts now. So, uh, if you want to see Berlin in yes. summer, yes. next summer, <laughs> <laughs> let us know. Uh, oh, yeah, I look forward to the, the Club Mate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yes. Good okay, then. Uh, arigato gozaimasu. Hi, arigato gozaimasu. Hello, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you have questions for us or our guests, or if you just want to see where we are right now and what we are up to, you can find us on Instagram under Coffee, Rice and Questions. Again, thanks for tuning in and stay curious.